Good evening, everybody. It's your host, Monique Palmer. Oh, may seem a little out of breath. I just finished my workout, but I'm trying my best to hurry and do my recording. I'm pretty late today. Just had a pretty busy day today. Um, my insight for today is just use all of your downfalls, no matter how hard or how bad they, they are to build yourself up to be a better person and that way you can look back on it as a testimony so today's title is me expressing one of my testimonies so I know at the beginning of my podcast I expressed to you guys that I would be you know talking about my testimonies and talk about the things that I went through and I wanted to just give more in detail starting now um you know why I began my podcast so Like I said, I'm only mid-30s, and I've been through so much stuff that I prefer to just kind of start with the first testimony. So the first thing that occurred to me or that I went through that was pretty damn hard and I learned a lot from was, um, sorry guys, I was closing my door. I don't want my kid to come in here while I'm trying to finish recording. This is why I normally do it on my break or when I'm away from them. Um, but anyways, as I was saying, um, my first testimony was my back surgery. Okay. I don't remember. Let's see. Was it 2000 and it might've been 2013 if I'm not mistaken or 14. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm back. I swear the devil has been so busy today and like trying to tell me, do not post this podcast today. I think this may be like the eighth time today that I've attempted this podcast where I've either been, um, busy and got caught up with something and couldn't start it or either someone called me and it shut off. So anyway, what I was saying was basically, I want to just delve more into my reasoning for doing this podcast. Um, my first testimony the title of this is going to be first testimony. So like I was saying, it was my, it was my back surgery. So I was born, well, no, let's not say born, but throughout my adolescence um, age, I, adolescent age, I found out, me and my mom and my dad found out that I had scoliosis. So it was so bad in the beginning that they already were like determined to get me into surgery. So with the old fashioned parents I have, they were like, no, 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 we're not going to put her on the knife. We're not going to do that to our daughter. Like, We'll just pray over her and we'll just figure it out, right? Well, they ended up putting it off throughout my whole life at home under their wing. Um, I ended up going to college with it. I ended up doing life with it, you know, just dealing with the pain and just dealing with it, just kind of scared to get under the knife just due to them placing that fear within me. Because, you know, your parents at that age are who you trust, right? Okay, so fast forward, um, got married. I had my husband, he had a really good job working offshore at Halliburton. Um, his his um, insurance was capable of paying damn near like 80% for the surgery, right? And we only had to pay 20%. It was around the time we had, we had one kid and we were like, let's do it now. So that whenever, because we knew we wanted to have another kid. Um, we were like, let's, let's just do that before we try to have another kid. So, and let me refresh that. I was not married yet. I don't think, or was I? You know what? It was so long ago. Me and my husband have been together for 13 years. Let's just call it that. <laughs> but anyways, I was able to use his insurance and do the surgery and everything went well. 
through the, through the grace of God, and I was able to basically stand up that same night of the surgery. Um, I never forget, my dad was there, my mom was there, all of my dad's family that lives in Houston, they came just to show support and root me on that everything would be fine. Um, my son was there, and I'll never forget, and this is something that sticks with me, anytime I have a bad day at work, anytime I'm having a bad day mentally or just feeling down on myself, I, re I remember my son's face, right? The day, the night that I got up, doped up as all outdoors, um, you know, the doctor came in and he was amazed. And he told me, he said, Monique, out of 30 something years, and he might've said 40, again, I can't remember. He said, out of all the years I've worked, I've never had a patient that got up and walked after such an extensive surgery as you. So that was my push. That was, those were the words that God placed on, on him to say to me, to get me up and moving. I stood up and I actually walked two steps. Okay. My husband was working offshore. He was jittery and nervous as all outdoors because he couldn't be there with me. But my mom was by my side throughout everything. My dad came. Um, the surgery ended up being a lot longer than what it was supposed to be. Um, it ended up being like a 12 hour surgery rather than a six hour because they, when they, once they got in, they noticed different things and they basically had to break my back from neck to butt. Um, and I lost a little blood. So things happened, but Everything came out perfectly fine. And again, we got interrupted. But yeah, so, you know, I got up, I did my walk, my two steps, and, you know, I persevered through everything. Surgery went well. I lost a pretty decent amount of weight, but hey, I was still mama one, and it kind of helped a sister out. So I wasn't mad about it. Um... Was on bed rest for quite some time. I think I was under restrictions for a full year, but like just the moderate turning, twisting thing, I couldn't do that for six months. So that was kind of a struggle. But what I'm not going to keep you guys too long because I know it's probably dinner time and night time for some of you guys. But the point I want to make about this testimony is that it takes a lot of different things that we go through at an age, whether it's young, old, or not, for us to realize our purpose and to realize our strength. Right. Sometimes we second guess, like we talked about yesterday. Sometimes we're very um, hard on ourselves. Sometimes we're unable to know how far we can go. We feel like we're at our breaking point. And I can honestly say with all the testimonies that I will tell you guys, you will know the definition of strong and strength. OK. And when I say that, I feel it was destined for me to provide this for you guys, provide this for other people, because I was in college and got a tattoo on my foot that's supposedly in Chinese that says strength. And I never, ever thought that it meant something as deep as I know it. It means now, which is I've always had that strength in me that I never thought I, I had. So again, back to recovering through that. It was hard. It was hard as hell. Okay. And it took multiple runarounds for me to realize I was having, okay, so back up. I was having trouble with a lot of bowel issues um, from the surgery. My throat had closed up and I'd never knew that I was allergic to, um, I think it's an opiate, uh, can't think of the name. It might have been hydrocodone. Yeah, hydrocodone. So they were giving me that around the clock on top of the IV meds or the morphine or whatever, just because literally I had two rods and 37 screws that just got implanted into my back. 
Um, <clears throat> so a couple of days passed and I noticed that I, you know, my throat was kind of tight and closing up and all this stuff. So they ended up doing a bunch of tests. And when they got me out of the room and they brought me to do a, um, I think it's a, called a, um, EGD where they stick a tube down your throat. And when we got there, the craziest thing happened. I was one of those patients that they just assumed, right? Just from looking at me, oh, she's young. She was just in here for something. Cause they're, they're x-ray people. They're not looking, they're not thinking about what kind of surgery I had. They literally guys took me and moved me from off that um, bed to another bed and never looked at my chart to know what type of surgery I had. When I tell you I was in so much pain, okay? That made me feel like I was going to die. Okay, I screamed and yelled and I had an outburst and I got emotional. And before they started, and it, it, I'll never forget one little nurse, she came in there and she sat right on side of me as they were prepping me for the EGD. And she said, you need a minute? I said, yes, ma'am, I need a minute. And I explained to her, I said, I don't know what happened just now, but I am a patient that just had a back surgery hours ago. So back to what I was saying. So my another point I wanted to make that I think I kind of skipped over was my son was only maybe one and a half, two, close to two, if not a little two, almost three-year-old. But he took my hand because, I mean, I had so many days there at the hospital before I was released. Um... I had like PT come in and help me, you know, learn how to walk again and things of that nature. So, um, my son was brought to see me when I was a little bit, you know, less, less, uh, intoxicated or shall I say, or, you know, drugged up off of the meds for pain. But my baby came and he took my hand when I was doing PT and he said, mama, let's go walk. So we went in the hallway, and I never forget, I think my mom was came with us. And he said, Mom, come on, you could do it, you could do it. And that moment sticks with me because any time that I feel less than incompetent, unable to get through the day, I think of my baby's face when he was telling me when I was basically learning how to walk again. Um, you can do it, Mama. Because, like, we don't notice that kids, when they're little, they, they fear nothing, right? They they have so much impact on people because they're blunt. They say it, and it's like God uses them. So, like, I just felt that God used him for me to know my baby's watching, and I have to get my ass up, and I have to learn how to walk no matter how much pain I'm in and now I'm reverting back so like I was saying I couldn't be on the hydrocodone anymore me not knowing that I was going to have so much trouble getting pain meds just never really realized how hard pain management is for people that have illnesses or going through things like I went through and the pharmacists are very against sometimes even filling prescriptions that look fishy you know not saying that that you know I had anything to lie about or anything but it's just I never realized that so, I, so with that being said 
there comes a time when you sit back and you realize how good you have things. Um, so moving forward, I literally had to do my first three months. Well, my whole recovery time was Tylenol. So imagine taking Tylenol <laughs> for back pain that was from a back surgery of putting two rods and 36, 7, 37 screws in your back. Like I learned my own body willpower by learning how to cope with pain without using any substance. So that was that was a big one for me. Um, learning to humble myself to the things that I am able to do, wipe my own ass, um, brush my teeth, things like that. Like, again, no, they didn't have to help me brush my teeth, but like taking a bath. I had to literally be monitored taking a shower because I couldn't risk being, you know, hurt or falling. Um, so again, that that's the few things that I kind of skipped over and I wanted to say about that. I'm sure you guys heard my kid coming in here saying, Mom. <laughs> Anyways, that's not gonna stop me. I'm finishing this. I'm gonna finish this damn podcast, okay? Um, but yeah, as I was saying, you know, she said, "Do you need a minute?" I said, "Yes, ma'am." And I explained to her. I said, I'm "Not sure what's going on here, what your policy is." I said, "But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for the, my ugliness right now." I said, "But I'm in so much pain." I said, "Those people rolled me over here." to have an EGD and have a procedure. And they never once looked at my chart to know that I have 37 screws and two rods that have been placed in my back three days ago. And I am on extensive pain meds that they told me I could not take the last three hours for this procedure. And they never noticed that they needed to be gentle with me. And she said, I am so sorry. And she apologized and apologized and apologized. When the guy came in, he understood. They gave me a moment. They put me under. They did that. They, they rolled me into... um. The waiting room afterwards to recover they found out that my throat was closing up because i'm allergic to hydrocodone so they took me off the hydrocodone now at that point i'm not thinking okay this isn't gonna affect anything they found it everything's fine right my husband made it in he was able to come in and help my mama for a couple days let her get some rest because i mean i literally had to be cleaned bathed everything you know from someone else i couldn't do those things um and again that at any age will make you feel, especially a strong, independent woman like me, make you feel so, I don't want to say demasculated, but like little when you need somebody for your every step, like every urge that you have to pee every 20 minutes, you feel like a burden of asking someone, hey, can you help me to the bathroom? You know, especially my, and my mom did it with so much like peace and just never showed any any, you know, I'm tired of doing this, like in her, in her facial expressions, any of that. And I love her for that. Um, my dad was understanding that she had to stay out there in Houston with, with me at my mother-in-law's house to help me because my in-laws were at the time living in Midland. Everything kind of worked out. But again, to make a long story short, I was one of the most independent I don't want to say selfish, but an individual that did not want to ask for help for anything. So that part of my life taught me you can't do it by yourself. Okay, we've all went through times where we're trying our best to get ourselves to where we feel we should be. But guess what? We're forgetting we can't do it by by ourselves. That's what other people are there for. That's what God is for to provide us put all of our, you know, stressors on him and let him do his, his work and do his job. 
cast your cares, right? That's what they say. Easier said than done. So again, my testimony, my first testimony that I'm expressing to you guys is just basically to let you guys know you go through things in life, not to make yourself feel horrible, but it's always a lesson to be learned. You may not understand it, no, because again, I just learned that part last year when I lost my dad. I didn't understand it. Why? You know, so young, so, so, so awesome to everybody would give, you know, the shirt off his back to a stranger and, and was so caring. Why him? And again, that's another podcast that I'll go in depth about and I, what I learned. But again, I'm not going to keep you guys all night, but I just want to let you know that whatever it is you may be going through now, whatever test that you have had that you may be failed, sit down, meditate, pray, and I promise you it'll come to you the reasoning for that and how it's going to build you up to be a better you or better in that area of your life. So don't give up. Don't think this is the end of the road because it's not. This is just the beginning. Okay. All right, guys, I will talk to you guys tomorrow and be you in everything that you do. Okay. Bye.